water, dude. Just like you pull in and you just get spit right out of them. Well, here we are back in the Radio Hub studios for our first show of 2017. You're tuned into the Carve Up with Silky, Steve Harrison, and we've got a very, very special guest for our first show. Harrow, welcome, mate, and good to see you. Yeah, mate, great to be here, and uh, good to see you again, mate, in 2017. And uh, welcome to the desk, Swellnet's surf forecaster, Craig Brokenshay. How you doing, mate? Howdy, boys. How are you? Great. Really well, mate, really well. Now, listen, before we get into the detail, I just... Uh, want to catch up because i just came back from tassie and i wish i spoke to craig before i went down because i took three boards had one surf in two and a half weeks and uh i've got to say from a surfer's point of view tough to tough to get waves down it's very uh you know reliant on winds but beautiful spot nonetheless yeah mate well uh craig how was the forecast (laughs) the start of the year mate the uh the east coast Oh, I was on the central coast. There wasn't much going on there either. No, there wasn't much going off down there either. It's it's a tricky spot. There's a lot of little fickle breaks. You got to do a bit of driving. So, yeah, you got to kind of get in with the locals and let them show you around. The only locals I saw, mate, were the, was the bull kelp, and I actually bumped into one guy the whole time I was surfing down there, and I was absolutely shitting myself. It's just dark, yeah. and the water's cold, and there's kelp, and there's wind, and all that. But uh, I tell you what, from a Travelling point of view, it's well worth going down and having a look. But anyways, oh, just didn't get the waves. Beautiful part of the world. Yeah, well, Craig, mate, we're, uh, great to have you on the desk. Tell us a little bit about your involvement with uh, Swellnet as a surf forecasting. What's involved with your job and, and how did you get into it? Well, I'm an Adelaide boy and um, I was just studying in Adelaide, doing engineering. Did three years of this crappy degree, real dry, boring surfing. And I was like, oh, I want to study something different, something to do with the ocean. So I changed degrees and then went did this ocean and climate sciences degree and I ticked off like one and a half years credit, like all the subjects I did with the engineering. So then I could surf like more, enjoyed what I was doing, what I was studying. And then I was doing my own forecast, going off to York Peninsula, getting photos. <clears throat> and then I got in t- contact with Ben from uh, Swellnet, Ben Matson, the founder just sending in a photo for Wave of the Day and just drop little hints. Oh, by the way, I'm doing this, you know, oceanography <laughs> degree. If you need any help, let me know. And then he just popped over back home for a surf contest and uh, caught up for a coffee. And at that, that week, the South Australian forecaster had other work, couldn't do it anymore. So he's like, mate, throw you in the deep end. Do you want to do SA? And I'm like, yeah. So I um, started forecasting South Australia while doing my honours did it for a few months and then near the end he's like rang me up do you want to move to sydney full time to we need someone oh, yeah. to kind of work for us full time and i was like warm water good waves east coast i'm gonna move straight away and yeah, well, from mate. there haven't gone wrong mate it's an interesting subject so oceanography is that the, the skill or is it meteorology so meteorology and oceanography they're basically the same right. except oceanography is just slower it's like it's like the atmosphere but in slow motion so same physics and everything. Yeah. And yeah, just learn about upwelling, currents, salinity, you know, just um, all kind of ocean and, dynamics. And let me ask, because I always get a bit sus on the long-range forecast. Yeah. What is the, the, the furthest out that you can predict a swell arriving? Over my, well, it's nearly eight, nine years at Swellnet, we've um, got into these kind of, kind of, what do you say, like these forecasts for the kind of upper atmosphere. Yeah. And for the Indian Ocean, WA, Fiji, SA... A big significant swell two weeks out, you can be confident. Wow. Not the size, but the timing within a few days. 
But then those systems, when a week and a half out, yeah, you can nail. East Coast is too dynamic. you got, like, fronts coming out of here, there and there. Although in summer, when we got those trade swells and cyclones starting to form up, our models, 16 days out, kind of pick those trends, which is good. Mate, tell us... Um so what's the day-to-day role for, for Craig Brokenshaw? Oh. Like, so I, I see you in the surf a lot. You're, you're that salty. <laughs> mate, you spend a lot of time surfing. But, mate, so what's involved when, when you get into the office? So my day starts at about 5.30, do a radio surf report for Torquay, K-Rock Radio. And then um, from there, just make sure the cameras are working on the site, surf report's going up. And then I'll pop to the beach about 7, 7.30, get a photo, put it up on the website, and then I'll have a bit of an hour's work where I've got to tick stuff off. And from there, if the surf's good, I can go surfing. But then otherwise, it's just looking, start running up the forecast and that, looking at all different weather charts, wave models. Because there's different weather models as well. You've got to see if they're agreeing or not and then make your own call on, uh, you know, is there swell coming or not and, and write that up for yeah, people. Yeah, so with that forecasting, is, is it all you or are you, like, phoning Ben Matson and you guys having discussions or are you just going with it all yourself? Uh, now, I pretty much go with it. We talk if there's like a real tricky system and then, yeah, we kind of go back and forth. He'll ask me some stuff, just get our opinions and he'll maybe make me peg it back a bit or boost it a bit. But usually it's just on my own accord now. Um, and I do basically all of Australia. He does Sydney, Queensland, and then I do you know, Indo-Hawaii forecasts. And basically once you've got a grip of how, how storms and swells develop and travel in the different locations you're dealing with, you can forecast anywhere. It, it's it's a bible for surfers, right? I mean, you generally look at it before you go for a surf these days, whether it's to look at the cameras or yep. or just to see what's happening maybe for the weekend or whatever. But how many followers have you got on your across your social platforms? How how many people oh. you know tune in or you know look at your reports? Well, daily, oh, there's there's tens of thousands that come in daily to the site checking it out, and um, you know we've got two hundred fifty thousand on Facebook and stuff and all Instagram, so. Yeah, we're the biggest, you know, surf site in Australia, so it's a good, good, good thing to be part of. Mate, talking about um, going surfing and, and getting drifted out to sea, tell us about this story on Swellnet with this Japanese yeah. guy that got found Taru. the next day. I know. He, he, well, the first reports was he kind of paddled out on, I think it was a Friday night, and the surf got too big, and he just kept going. Yeah. And then next morning was found next to a um, cargo ship and then rescued but then Stu, our editor, he lives down through and um, he ran into him. He's just camping on Sandon Point just in a, with a little kind of... Um, it's not the best tan. I saw a picture of it. It's just <laughs> fucking he's doing his best. He would have copped it with a nor'easter yeah, yesterday. Yeah, um, yeah but he, he said he was just out there to experience the moonrise and, and just the beautiful nature of the 6K? thing. 6K? He was I at know. 6K. What he, he saw the boat and kept paddling, so he just wanted, I don't know, I, he had something good that night before, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, dude, well, like you said, Silks, mate, to be that far out oh, at if night. You, fuck, if you, you told me to paddle back 6K yeah. from out there, I'd, and I surf every day, I'd be like, that's going to be a struggle. But, but he, he hasn't just been down in the, you know, the Wollongong area, he's also been, I think, over your, over your uh, neck of the woods, is that right? Yeah, mate, well, there's reports that he was... Um, up you know, in Monavale, someone's lawn. Yeah, he was in people's backyards. <laughs> he's just a full drifter. Yeah, yeah. No, good on him. He's just, I don't know, just travelling the East Coast and getting amongst it. Pretty handy guitarist too, I saw on uh, something on social media. He's pretty handy with a slide guitar. I wonder where he gets his power from. Yeah. Running an extension cord, sand and borders, border riders. <laughs> well, they'd be, they'd be liking him, wouldn't they? 
Yeah. Hey? Well, the old uh, <laughs> <laughs> the sanding crew. Yeah. <laughs> so we give give Jason Garver a shout out there. Gav, mate, look after look after him, him Japanese yeah. friend. But mate, talking about um the internet and forecasting and all that, mate. You you we're, we're in the papers about discovering the the Kelly Slater wave pool, mate. Tell us a little bit about that and uh, how you came across that one. Well, lucky the only reason that came across is because it was a Saturday and there was no surf. Um, Kelly dropped the video on Friday night and we woke up to it and I was like everyone else going, this is just the most bullshit thing I've yeah. ever seen. And um, Stu, he, he, was, he put up the video on that and then he sent through um, this photo that was on Reddit and he said, oh, there's a few photos going around but this might be the location. And all it had was a satellite image with a highway and a couple of street names. I'm like, oh, I've got nothing to do. I'll just have a look, see if I can confirm it. And with Google these days, like the Google history, it's pretty scary, like all the data that's just freely available, just ticked off all these kind of looked at when, you know, like how long the pool was there, like the big lake. And it was actually there some from 2004, so I'm like, oh, it might not be the location. They haven't built it. But if you go back, there are two of them, two lakes. And then in 2015, there's an image where one of them's been filled in. And you can see this cement structure running along the side. And it's like, oh, well, wow. that could be the wave generator, but oh, it could nice. also be like a tow, tow rope, you know, yeah, for the yeah, skis yeah. and that. Um, and then, yeah, looked at, uh, you could Google the property and it was sold in January 2014 by a guy from Orange County three hours away. Wow. And then in the video, you could see some transformers on the power poles. That could have been anywhere. But the, the last the giveaway was there was a fence, I mean, a um, corrugated iron shed in the background. Yeah two doors and on google street view you popped in same shed was there they knocked everything else down but the shed and that was it do you know if there was like a so for example surfline were they looking for it there would have been oh, people like there would have been i think the hunt was it. on the hunt was on yeah. and like the, the da vinci is, card or something yeah. right? and I, I also i wasn't i was i found it and i said to Stu, yep this is it i didn't think anything of it and then nothing was happening and Ben came online and was like, you should do a quick story about yeah. that. And I'm like, yeah, why not? And then it bloody raided and then everywhere and all, all over the world. Did they get back to it. you? Did no, the, but I heard Did Kelly, the WSL or Kelly? No, or no, I heard stories. I think Bemi maybe said someone was talking to Kelly out in the lineup and how it was found and he was just having a laugh how, you know, people were saying, oh, you're giving up his secret spot. It's like, you can't even surf it. I've got to turn it on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, mate, the, um, it's great to have you here today, but look, Let's now talk about the WSL. The, the, the QS1000s have kicked off on Australia and, and the Carb Pro was at Maroubra, mate, in, in your backyard. Yeah, yeah. The, the, uh, the event was run over the weekend. I've got to say a big shout-out to a few of the local guys from the eastern suburbs beaches, Monty Tate and uh, Perth Stanley from Bondi. They, um, both uh, had a pretty good event. Perth made the semis. I think Monty quarters. No, no, no. He, he, oh, he got a third as well. Oh, yeah, did they, he? yeah, right. They, they, they both made the semis. So... Yeah, big shout-out to Monty Tate. Yeah, he's only a young kid. I've seen yeah. him surf against Bondi a couple of times, but, um, yeah, he's got a good future. Mate, big result for him, a third place, the best he's ever done. But yeah. for Perth, he went down to the eventual winner of the event, Cam Richards, who dropped a nine late in the heat. To Perth had a couple of sevens yeah. in the mix, and um, he was on fire all event, Perth. He's been surfing r- well, really he's not, good. He's not. he's decided not to, to chase the surfing dream this year. He had a, one last kind of crack last year, and I was only speaking to him two days ago and I asked him about the next event which is up at Burley he said no I'm not going so he's kind of parked that um, you know that, that dream to make yeah, the, yeah. the CT and probably with that bit of pressure off he probably you know yeah, surfed, yeah, yeah. surfed a lot better without the pressure loosened so, up a little bit exactly yeah mate but uh, the talking point was Kalani Ball 
made the final. And at the back end of the final, he needs an 8.11. He, he gets the wave with a minute to go. He throws a big air reverse, and then he hits the closeout section. He ends up coming a little bit short, 7.9. But watching it at the time, I thought it was possibly going to get the score. But, mate, unluckily for, for Kalani, he didn't get it. Well, what do you think? Did he get the score or not? I would have given it. Yeah. I spoke to a couple of guys who watched the final, and they thought he, uh, he got the score. Yeah, so. well, mate, that's just that's just surfing. But one judge gave him an eight three, and the other ones were a little bit under. But uh, Kalani's mate, he's got a great future in the event. Tell us about the young guy who won it. Yeah, Cam Richards, mate. He's from the the states. He, he grew up on the east coast, but he's now positioned himself over in Huntington Beach. But uh, mate, he just absolutely annihilated that first wave. He got an eight point five, just real clean snap to start off with, and then drift, drifted the fins on the closeout turn. So um, mate, well done to him and uh. Mate, going up to Burley Heads for the, the flight centre, Burley Pro, mate. How's the uh, forecast looking for oh, this weekend? It's going to be a bit of grovel. It's looking, you know, one or two foot max and, you know, clean in the mornings. But, yeah, they're going to have, to, they're going to have their work cut out for them. Yeah, mate. Well, it's uh, the QS grind. That's what they call it. So, mate, Craig, tell us the uh, swell net forecast, forecast for around the grounds. How's it looking for the rest of the country? Well, we're still in this kind of low on the east coast, aren't we? We, we haven't had any big trade swells or anything yet. Guys on the Goldie and Sunny Coast must be pulling their hair. Yeah. This is their season. It's got flashing between. Yeah, I think they've had one swell around Christmas, yeah. didn't they? And that up was on the points. three, four. Yeah. <laughs> um, hopefully it kicks in autumn. But um, there's not much happening on the East Coast, kind of one or two foot all the way down to Sydney. Sunday morning, could get out at Manly or Maroubra, get a two foot wave, nice clean. Um, Victoria will be good on Saturday morning, clean surf coast, two to three foot. Mornington Peninsula, four to five. And then the mid-coast in South Australia on Sunday have some fun two-foot waves. But the pick of the coast, probably uh, pick of Australia, Margaret River. Four to six foot offshore Saturday morning. So if you want to go for a drive, Perth surfers, get Head down on down. Well, there it is, peak of the week, Margaret <laughs> River. <laughs> That's peak it. of the week, I like <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Well, mate, it's uh, fantastic to have you along. And no doubt we're plenty more shows coming up this year. We're going to have Greg Broken Shea oh, on, the, got on, on, the, uh, <laughs> on the panel with us in Silks. Mate, uh, what do you got coming up this week, buddy? Well, mate, it's Australia Day. Yeah, Australia tomorrow. Day. So uh, it's on. have a couple of stubs, maybe a sausage salad or a bit of lamb, you know, celebrate. Yeah. The family's going away, so I'm going to actually try and find a wave somewhere. I know the report doesn't sound no. that flash, but uh, I might stick my toes in somewhere over the weekend. Yeah, nice. well, mate, the uh, waves have a little bit b- bigger this like last week, so hopefully it, yeah, it, it, hang, it hangs well. around for the, the next couple of days. But, uh, mate... First show, done and dusted. Done and dusted, that's a wrap. Happy Australia Day, people. You've been listening to Carve Up. Speak to you next week. Dude, just like you pull in and you just get spit right out of them. <laughs>